live on Junkhead. We've got a fun one lined up for you, folks. We've got a full room here. We've got uh, two, two, two lovely guests. Provost here, he's honestly practically uh, the second host of the pod here. Provost, give a shout out. What's up, people? Welcome to the Junkhead Nation. Yeah, Junkhead fans unite. Fucking right there. Yep. And then, fun guest. We've got Stone. Uh, where are you? Where are you out of uh, Stone? I'm from uh, from Memphis, Tennessee. Stone from Memphis. That sounds that sounds like a fucking blues musician right there. Right? <laughs> that sounds so gangster, dude. I love it. Man, I'll take I'll, I'll 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 take your blues and I'll raise you um, one notch. Uh, more, more, I'm more of a soul guy. Okay. Oh hell yeah, dude! I like it. I like yeah. it. Don't get me wrong. I love the blues. I love Memphis blues, but uh, Memphis soul is, is where it's at for me. Yo, the, uh, what is it? Stax records out of uh, yeah. Memphis. That's some mm-hmm. good shit. That's some good shit. Oh, for sure. For sure, man. I, I've been, I just took a job, um, in the, in the neighborhood in South Memphis where, uh, where Stax is and just being in that neighborhood being, um, you know, it, it, where I know all this great music came from and everything. It's just, it's uh, it's surreal, um, it, and even that's come. I mean, I'm from Memphis, and it still blows my mind every day to drive through the same streets where, like, you know, Isaac Hayes is, you know, blue '72 Cadillac Eldorado with its like shag carpet and and, uh, and a refrigerator and a TV on the inside. Like, it rolled down those streets, you know, like it's on display. It's, Dave, hey, 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 Provost has seen it. It's on, it's on display at the yes. Stax Museum. You should, you should go to the Stax Museum at some point. If you it, it's, it's one of those vehicles where even though, like, you, you could like hate cars and you look at this beauty, and you still have to marvel at the engineering that went into it. It is unreal. You, you it, know, it sounds so luxurious and beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's like the, it, the blue, the color blue. It's like this. Uh, I think they call it like, like a peacock blue. Um, and it has gold, is it gold accents? Um, and I was showing, I was actually showing, uh, some, some, uh, coworkers, um, a photo of it. And, um, the funny thing about it is if you look up a photo of the car, it's, it's such a, a giant car that in its display room, you can't, there's no photo. You can't get a photo of the entire car, like just in one frame because it's so massive. You can either, you can just like kind of <laughs> take a photo just like of like the, the first like quarter, you know, maybe the back, the back panels, it, but you have to go way back. And then if you go way back, there's going to be people in the shot. And it's just like, you know, come on. Yo, shout out to Isaac Hayes for making the first car that you need a panoramic view to actually like, <laughs> film it. That is so fucking cool. Like, what a G. I mean, like, I mean, definitely, definitely suits, you know, Isaac Hayes and, and, oh, yeah. and his, his status uh, in, in, in soul music. So I was actually talking to Provost recently about him. I've been on a big Isaac Hayes kick myself just because, uh, I mean, he's, he, that's that's where that's where he did his most memorable work. So it's a, it's an honor to be working in, in that neighborhood. I, I actually have one of, uh, I've had it for a while. I've got an Isaac Hayes record on vinyl that uh, my grandmother actually gave to me of all people. <laughs> uh, she was an Isaac Hayes fan. And I mean, I, it really did get me into his discography and how powerful it is. And I mean, I, had some kind of weird frame of reference where I'd only really known him from South Park. So he was just kind of a chef to me for a long time. But man, once you go into that discography, it is, it is beautiful. Yeah. Do you, uh, which record is it? It is Black Moses. Oh, have you, um, have you done the, like, where you unfolded, like, it's, it's him there, like, it's, have you, have you done that, uh, yeah. like, open it up like that? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful, I, I mean, it was definitely at a time where, like, people were really spending a lot of time building these, like, LPs that are almost works of art. I yeah. have another one from that era that is, uh, Santana's, uh, uh, Black Magic Woman, I think. Yeah. Yep. I think I have that one. Yeah, that thing is beautiful. That is a beautiful like collection. Yeah. Well, wait, is on the uh, on on that Isaac Hayes record? Is it is it the actual? Uh, is it actually the the um, the uh, the sleeve itself that unfolds, or is it a poster that's inside the sleeve that you take it out and then unfolds? Is, is it's the actual sleeve, isn't it? 
It's it's like the it's kind of cool because like the the cover of it unfolds so like it's it's like the cover becomes a poster in a weird way. I've I've never I've never seen anybody do anything like that ever ever again. I mean, it is really like one of a kind like artwork presentation for your music. Yeah, for sure. So something else, <clears throat> just that like I mean, as a kid, like I, I would see you know being from Memphis, I, I would see. Uh, photos and tributes and, and things uh, dedicated to Isaac Hayes around the city um, and just his presence. And I, I would see him, uh, you know, where he, he was performing in, in chains and in, in this chains that, that he wore just like, you know, on his bare torso. And um, as a kid, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really think anything of it. But, um, you know, you know, you get older and you realize things and you realize, you know, symbolism and everything. And like what a powerful statement that, that was, to, you know, to be a, a black man in you know the late '60s and early '70s in America and be wearing chains as, oh, as, sure. as like a as something to wear on stage, you know, like what what a you know what a uh, I guess like a rec, you know reclaiming of a symbol of oppression. Yeah, well, you know, and especially you know being in the South and like the uh, the the boiling racial heater that kind of you know pops up from down there. Um, I do uh I do have to ask you like a random Memphis question because I'm a huge fan of like Goner Records and like Jay uh Retard and stuff like that. Does he <laughs> does he still get like clout there? Because I mean like like that was that was the guy when he was out. Like I mean yeah, you know, I was actually just talking. Um, David and I were yeah. I, was was it was it in our in the group chat, David? We were, yeah, it was in the group chat. I think. Yeah, as recent as like yesterday, I think. Yeah, so uh, it's funny you mentioned that um, because I actually I'm t I take drum lessons from a guy who uh, drums or he he drums with Jack Oblivion, which is a guy who was in the band Oblivions in Memphis. We started out in like the early '90s alongside other bands like Raining Sound and. Um, uh, oh gosh, gosh, they're one of my, man, you know what, I, I, they're one of my f favorites, I have this, actually, I have, I, you know, I don't want yeah, to, you can go grab it, I, I you go grab, grab it, it. Okay. go yeah, grab can, it, man, do your thing, a little bit, I think it's over here, I, I don't know what it's called, because it's a great album, yeah, that's what it is, here it is, it's on top, it's on nice, top. it was on top, baby, I, I thought, <laughs> so, this, if you want to hear, like, some really cool 90s Memphis garage rock, this is um compulsive gamblers uh oh. uh i found it i mean it originally caught my eye because of the album art i thought, thought it was super cool um but it's a great great album it kind of sounds like a precursor to the strokes in some in some ways um and so it came out only two years before is this it and so um it's a great great record um and um but anyway the reason why i mentioned that is because uh that that you know this, this band's like Compulsive Gamblers and Raining Sound and, uh, and Oblivion. So I kind of laid the groundwork for like what came later with, um, with Jay Riotard. And I was actually, one thing like being in a Memphis band nowadays that I really lament is it seems like the scene is kind of fractured and split up and there's, there's not really like a direction. I think like Memphis Garage Rock in a way kind of died along with Jay Riotard. And um, it's just like, there are people that like still play like, I mean, Jack Oblivion still plays all the time. It's just like, you know, it, I don't know. It's it just, I, I can't, I don't know. If, if I knew what was going on, if I knew why that was the case, I would say, but you know, I was 15 or 16 when Jay Retard died. And that was before I got into really into like Memphis music specifically. So sure. um, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss for that, for that one. No, you're, you're good. I, I mean, it has, uh, he has such a weird legacy throughout music because I mean, he, uh, I mean, he, right when he was getting really massive and really huge, you know, that the unfortunate tragedy happened. Um, and, you know, I, I also, you know, I'm a huge fan of like Goner Records. I mean, they put out like Ty Seagal's like Melted album and some like yeah, other cool. really good shit. Um, it's, it's an interesting city with a lot of musical history. And I, I, I've actually been there. I went there on my own. Um, get a little saucy on the pod. It was for like a mm. weekend stand, if you will, not a <laughs> night stand, but like. Uh, but I, I like went down, and it's a very beautiful city. She lived really close to the uh, what is it, the Memphis College of Art. 
Is that what it's called? I live right, right, right over there too. I'm not, I'm not far from there. Okay. Yeah. She, she lived right over in that section and, um, I, I got the chance to actually go to like Ghana records and stuff. Um, I, it's, it's kind of funny because, uh, I think Cincinnati weirdly has like, is like trying to like have the same level of, of clout as Memphis, but it doesn't have like the music history that like Memphis really has. So it's just kind of, it kind of feels like, uh, like a culture grab almost. Well, you know, um, I actually, I, I have uh, pretty strong ties to Cincinnati. I used to go up there all the time. Uh, I, my grandparents oh. live in Cincinnati. You guys uh, have so much in common. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, li- I live over in Clifton by UC. I, they live, um, gosh, you know what? I, I, is there one called, um, uh, you know what? I, I, I'll bet it's a, it's, it's a suburb that, um, it's a suburb that kind of had its heyday in like the like the late eighties and the into the nineties. There's a lot of malls kind of around there. It's in decline. Oh, like Springdale, like by the like Tri County Mall and stuff like that. Maybe I think it's that might be it. Um, it's like kind of I think it might be on the southern side of Cincinnati. I feel like it's closer to Kentucky, but I don't know. I, I, anyway, that, oh. that, that's where I used to visit all, all the time. So I, um, yeah, so yeah. I, I have I have ties there through family, but anyway random aside no you're good i i i am a transplant to here i'm originally from like the springfield dayton area and then i kind of hopped around and ended up here um and i've been here since 2016 i believe Mm. so a little over four years i think um but i mean there's definitely there's some cool stuff here culturally um it's just kind of still finding its uh foothold if 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 one could say but let let me ask you because i i see the guitar and i definitely saw like what looks to be like a nice little studio setup what do you what are you playing over there my man what you what you got going on i know you were talking about soul um yeah so uh my band uh which is called wagoneer and i'm before I go any further, I'm, I'm a little bummed out just about that because we were named before Jeep unveiled the new Wagoneer. And um, our our bassist now, other guitarist, he drives it's like a late 70s Wagoneer and it's, it's, it's a wonderful machine. Uh, and uh, we like we, we'd go gig it, we'd like we'd gig in it and stuff and like, you know, all like you know, hauling the, the wagon, like, you know, haul our stuff in the Wagoneer and pile in there and everything and stuff. It was, it was it's great. Um, and uh, but anyway, uh, it's kind of a bummer because, in my opinion, the redesign just does not live up to the original. It's just it's just not. Mm, I, I don't know. The reason why the Wagoneer is still a popular vehicle today, Jeep did not adhere, listen to their 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 client base, and instead they got this car that is so such different from like the Wagoneer is still popular today because it's so bare bones by modern standards. Yeah. And so like, but it's so it's so it's it's classic. And it, and it looks really, really good. Uh, but the new one. Is, and you can fuck in the back of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I for sure. Uh, but, the, you know, but the downside, you know, but the downside about that is you need curtains because, because. Of the way <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I pulled fuller, up your, can I shout out your uh, Instagram page uh, for your music? Yeah, for sure. Um, I believe it's, oh, it's Wagoneer music at Wagoneer music. That's uh, and Wagoneer. That's W A G O N E E R. Um, the amount of people that have, called us Wagner and like, yeah. you know, yeah. like stuff nah, that, that's not it that's not it no. I, I need to make that clear so Wagoneer music on Instagram yo I gotta ask uh uh who's uh who's the guy here playing what looks to be like uh is that a uh oh uh a Mustang Ford Mustang or are you talking Fender about the Mustang? uh the Fender Mustang the teal guitar so, so a cool thing about the band. Um, so that's that, that's uh, Sawyer's guitar, and that's uh, Sawyer playing it. Um, so Sawyer Hyde, um, incredibly talented uh, young man. He uh, builds all of our instruments. Well, everything except the uh, the drums. He built the bass. He built my pink Telecaster, and he built uh, the guitar he's playing there. So that guitar, it's a lot of things. It's a, uh, I believe it is a. Uh, yeah, because I, I see it's got that like Telecaster neck pickup on there. Yeah. It does, and um, it has. It, it's got the same. The same. It's got a Tele Bridge. It's 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 a Mustang. No, sorry. It's a it's a it's a Jaguar shape, 
Um, the fun, the uh, the pit guard is like this. It's cardboard. Uh, he never actually really got a real the pit guard. He just like spray painted it white and you know stuck it on there. It's just it's, it's a suit. It's a super badass guitar. Um, and I it, like. Yeah, it's got a strat neck. I think. Um, so. You need. I need to get hooked up with this guy because I play guitar and I need like a new guitar and I will definitely because I like I. Yeah. If you if you tell him the parts you want, hey, and and like I mean, I'm not sure if he if he's looking for the for business, but just in case, if if you hit him up and you tell him your specifications and you give you give him the allotted money, he will build you that guitar exactly <laughs> as one. And the thing is, not only does he is he great at building guitars, but he build we, he paints them in a way and he builds them in a way where they age really quickly. So if you're into like you know a, a well worn guitar, the like my my Telly's paint like. I mean, want me to get the telly? I can show you. Yeah, yeah, bring yeah, it on. Yeah. Bring her show on, that man. Telly. Show that telly. God, all, all of my guitar nerd stuff is just, like, <laughs> going right now. Hell yeah, man. Also, um, I'm going to shout out here. Uh, they I, Just real quick, I'm looking at your Instagram. I'm going to follow you guys uh, on your Instagram. Um, and once again, folks listening to the pod – Wagoneer music on Instagram. Check them out. They uh they've got some cool stuff here. Um, but I also I, I noticed there's a post here where you're like, we uh it's always fun reaching marquee status, and it's got like all these different like bands and stuff. Yeah. I recognize the band Max Sabbath Provost. Do you know about this band? I do not. Oh, wait, 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 uh repeat that. Max Sabbath? No, no. Okay, <laughs> so there's this whole like genre realm or whatever of like metal bands that are influenced by like weird shit max sabbath is a mcdonald's themed black sabbath cover band wow yeah i i I saw them like i kind of went and it was honestly kind of cool just to hear like sabbath's music live because you like unless you pay like 150 dollars a ticket you really don't get to do that um but they like they even they like all were in like mcdonald's characters ozzy was like <laughs> ronald mcdonald he like ripped open like a uh, like double cheeseburger wrapper and there was a bat inside and he like bit it and threw it into the crowd like i mean it was the whole fucking thing dog but like there's that one and then like my other favorite favorite one i never got the chance to see them but there's one called oakley doakley and it is a Ned Flanders themed metal band where everybody is dressed up like Ned Flanders and like it's it's fucking wild. But show off your guitar, sir. I had to. I just random random thing there. Oh no worries, no worries. Um, so this about the thing about saying about it ages quickly. Um, so this guitar is like a year and a half old. But <clears throat> now this is all authentic wear and everything. But like on the back. You can see how it's it's worn through the paint there from like that's buckle rash from playing it. Um, oh, nice! I got I got, I got a lot of nice uh, you know grime on the neck. Uh, probably should be cleaned off honestly, but um, but like the thing is too is the way he builds it. Um, this telly body was actually we got it on eBay from this dude in like Texas, maybe Austin, who just like just like carves, just like makes his own telly bodies and sells them on eBay for cheap. And this is like like half the thickness of a normal telly which i love i didn't even know that when i bought it but the thing is there's all these all this all this character and the wood that shows through because the, the paint is so thin so like over here you can see there's this knot near the jack on the uh, right there and that's oh, that's shit. you can see the character of the wood through the, through the guitar so it's a very it gives it a very like i don't know just like it t- looks already very road worn yeah and, and and it's not it's not like you know in a pretentious way it's just like the way it's painted you know, it's just it's just thin paint. That's basically all it is. It's just thin paint. You, guitars used from the factory have paint that's um, <clears throat> it's very pretty much the same thing that that you get on cars. You know, paint that's supposed to like not chip, not flake, not um, you know, not get damaged. You know, water resistant, all this kind of stuff. But like, um, I guess the solution was just a really thin coat. Yeah, no, that's a that's a beautiful guitar. Um, do you uh, do you want to play like a song real quick, my man? Sure, we'll close out. We'll close out. Like I think we're getting close to the forty, um, and we can close out this first half. We'll do a little break, and then we'll do the uh, second half of the pod. Well, let's see here. Um, 
I'll play. Oh, gosh, I'll do. Uh, can I can I get five minutes? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah. The thing is, this, with with quarantine, the band hasn't played in so long. Uh, so like I haven't been playing our song, so I, I have like four or five that, that I know I can play right now. So anyway, <clears throat> no, take your time, man. All right, so I was on my way and I couldn't find my way. Slipped away on my own. I saw what she had never shown. Say 
Damn, dude, that was impressive. Hell yeah. It's the most silent, silent clapping ever because we're on like a web. Rita, Rita was a fan. She came over and was listening. She was like, what's up? That's some good shit right there. I have a stepmom named Rita, and I have a cat as well. So I love I love Rita for multiple accounts. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! No, that that was beautiful, man. And it kind of uh, it brought me to um, when we were talking on the email. Um, you had mentioned like Allison Chains because of the name of the podcast and the stuff. Um, it really strong Allison Chains unplug vibes there, my man. Like oh, really? that, that, yeah, dude. Like there were moments where you were hitting notes where it sounded like really, like it just like super nineties, super grungy. Like it, it definitely, like you were like six candles in the background away from being an unplugged performance, my <laughs> dude. That was cool. That was well, cool. It, well, I appreciate it. Thank you. It's funny you say that because uh, the the I'm pretty sure the only songs I'll be able to play tonight are uh our old Wagoneer songs from the, like the beginning uh, when we were started. I guess like gosh two no no we're, yeah about two years ago two years ago um but uh um we used to say i mean not so much, i don't think not so much anymore but we used to say like we, the our our genre like the way we played music it kind of spanned the same like not quite because the wagoner didn't make it into the 90s but it, the way we played we had a lot of songs that sound kind of like the, like the uh gosh the 60s well honestly i can't remember the span of the wagoner that sawyer's thing but uh we used to say that though that it, it our music kind of covered from like sounds from the fifties up through the nineties and kind of mashed them all together in, in a, in an interesting way. Um, or at least Could I ask uh, both of you guys a quick question related to uh, song playing? Yeah. What's up? Um, you know, cause I was thinking when Jordan was talking about like songs to play, I was thinking like, you know, what if you played one of his old songs? And since you guys both have a lot of experience being live musicians, how does it feel when you're called upon to do something from very early in your musical career when you might be doing something totally different right now is it sort of like nostalgic or is part of you like i'm kind of over that i i i much rather focus on what i'm doing now uh what's your guys take on that uh so um i guess for me um it's a matter of, uh, I think, the frequency of, you know, the amount of exposure to the, uh, to whatever the song, or the, to the song. Um, so, like, there, like, for instance, like, that song, which is uh, called Guided by the Light, uh, that song is, um, we, we've played that song probably more than any other song, which is probably why it was the one, one, first one I picked out. And um, I, I guess, like, quarantine's been good in a way. It's been good to have a kind of a chance to step back from the, from the music for a second because, um now that I'm kind of like approaching it again, reassessing things, um, I realized like, oh, you know, I, I'm remembering why I enjoyed these songs for the, you know, at, you know, at in the first place. Um, but when you have to rehearse them every single day and stuff, they become the meaning kind of gets lost to, you know, for the sake of you know getting the song right and stuff. And so I, I guess just like I love going back to, to songs that I wrote a long time ago and listening to them with fresh ears or like you know, the ears of you know someone five years older than the person who wrote the song and it's just like i don't know it's it's it, it, i i think it's fun um the only time i, I you know it gets maybe a little much is just with repeated exposures i guess but you know i i feel it well i I'm, I'm you know we're definitely grateful on the pod just to be able to you know get uh any kind of musical treatment uh go on record uh, my man here was uh the first musical like performance on the pod so uh you broke our music cherry there i give you credit for that i hope you uh cuddle afterwards and give us a little mm. kiss on the cheek when you're done and pillow talk so we're gonna ask some questions for our guests we have a whole series of them just like we did last episode uh that seemed to be a lot of fun everybody seemed to be enjoying that so with that in mind, Stone, you ready? I was born ready. That's what I like to hear. That's enthusiasm right there, folks. Okay. So we'll, we'll start off uh, with the would you rather section. Would you rather have a golden voice or a silver tongue? Ooh. Um. <laughs> Well, a golden voice on account of uh, hopefully that's beneficial music musically somehow. So I'm going to go with 
go with that one. Yeah. That's fair. You know, if you're yeah. in a band, you gotta you gotta use that. If you were a comic, I'd say the silver tongue thing would work. Well, also, I mean, you gotta consider synesthesia. Uh, you know, so the people who <laughs> you know who who see colors or, or you know hear colors, that kind of stuff. So if I have a golden tongue, or sorry, a, a golden voice, then you know, what what does that imply? Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Um, I, I I just it's weird you brought that up. I was just reading about how uh, Jimi Hendrix had synesthesia, or at least they like they have a really good uh, idea that he did because when he was in the studio, he would talk about studio effects and colors. Like if he wanted reverb, he'd be like, "Can you make this track more green?" Well, well, well that explains his wardrobe, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. It really, really fucking does. I mean, he he heard his clothes, <laughs> and it wasn't the drugs. It wasn't the drugs. Yeah, no, he, he, his out his outfits his outfits were loud. Yeah, ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, um, let's do uh, another. Would you rather? Um, would you rather have a tit that dispenses talcum powder or a finger that could travel through time? Ooh, a finger, definitely. I would love to know what the past felt like. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just, like, reach back, give a little touch. Yeah, like, I don't know. What? <laughs> um, I just, wow. Uh, you know, the thing is, I, I, am, I am bound by my profession to be, to be uh, morally uh, pure. So I, I, can't go, I can't go to quite some places that my mind is leading me right now. Maybe after the show. <laughs> Maybe after the show. It's the after show, baby. <laughs> no, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say, I mean, honestly, it would be kind of cool just to like, if I could get like a whole hand back just to like grab Cleopatra's boob, just like through a time <laughs> portal, just <laughs> you, like. You, you, you said it. You're the one who said it. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, no, I'll, t I'll take the heat for this one. <laughs> I, I, I can't say that I wasn't thinking similar thoughts, you know, I, we, I am human after all. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, this one we'll do we'll do another would you rather would you, uh, excuse me we'll do another would you rather would you rather date a woman who has a six foot vagina or a woman who instead of a vagina has another tiny woman has oh like like where there's a vagina that's a tiny woman instead yeah kind of like like total recall where he's got like the head growing out of uh <laughs> oh wow wow um you know the thing about the six foot one is like huh. No, no one, no one, no, no mortal man is satisfying that. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it might as well be like, you know, like a hair, you know, with like a normal sized one or something. I don't know. I don't know what the ratio would be, but like, I don't know. At least, at least the other one is, is it, is it, is maybe a more interesting curiosity. Um, I feel like, I feel like the six foot vagina is a little bit more, you know, that's, that reminds me a little bit more of turn of the century, kind of like, you know, just like, you know, point and laugh kind of sideshows. Whereas you got, you got another little person down there and, you know, that sounds like that's some, that's some future, that's some like stuff from the future, you know, like that's, you know, I, I don't, that's I, just me. Yeah. So I, I'd, probably go, I'd probably go with the tiny, the tiny person down there. No, I, I feel it. I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but you, you could fuck the mouth down there. I mean, like that is true. Like, yes. It might be like a tiny, well, and like, it'd be like a tiny person. So like your dick, even if it was like an average dick would be like a really, like, it'd be like, oh my God, this thing's so massive. And it's like, yeah, cause you're like seven inches tall. Like, yeah. And also, we'll also think about like, if, if it was, you know, wrapping around with all, using all limbs, all the limbs. Yeah. So like, you know, maybe that, maybe that's a little bit more, you know, that would be more akin to like, you know, a, a normal sensation. I feel it. I feel it, it, it. It would be a, I guess it'd be a, what's a better name? A limb job or a body job? <laughs> you know, both are rough. Limb job sounds like something that you get from a Vietnam vet on a street. <laughs> like, like that, that just, that, that's got like some kind of undiscovered syphilis written all over it, you know? Uh, I, I like though. I like, um, all right. Let's move into the have you questions. We'll start off strong. You ever tried to suck your own cock? Only in my dreams. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I, I will go on the record. I actually talked about this a little bit on the other pod uh, that I just released. Shout out, folks. If you're listening, go listen to that and all the episodes of the pod. Um, What's his name? Uh, what? The podcast? Yeah, the other one. Oh, uh, the other episode is called Soccer Blues. Um, oh. it's, it's a really fun episode, especially like the last half. We get into some really good stuff. Um, wait, but I, wait, 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 sorry. I, I thought you were talking about like an actually different podcast. Does that mean – Wait, am I am I the am, am I am I guest numero dos? No, 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 no. Your guest. I mean, we've had a guest every episode, so you're guest twelve. Oh, okay. I'm I'm not. Yeah. As, I'm not as, this I'm was not a pretty. As I thought I was when no, when you said when you said I was. I thought you meant a different podcast, like a different project podcast. I didn't realize you're referring to a different. Ep- you're referring to a different episode of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. I, I got I got my hopes up for nothing. I mean, I know it wasn't first, you know. I can't be like, you know, the first commenter or whatever. But, you know, you're, I, I, you're the I, first I, musical guest, my man. Yeah, you already popped yeah. that cherry. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. So first that musical works. appearance. That, you're right. You're right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. First musical appearance. That's a good way to put it, Provost. That's actually correct. Um, yeah. Seen music. Again, synesthesia. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll... I'll, I'll I did it as a kid one time. As a I, kid, like, yeah, rewind. Like, what, what made you well, do that as a kid? Like, I, when I say kid, like I say like eleven, twelve, thirteen, somewhere around there. I think I was twelve, but you know, I was still flexible, and I was like a small kid. It was not because like I have like a massive penis or anything, and like I only managed to get like the tip of it in my mouth. Which, it was weird because you would think like, oh, cool, I'm like, I'm getting like, I'm I'm getting a blowjob, like you know what I mean, like you're finally sucking yourself off. But it didn't really feel like it didn't feel like you were getting head. It felt like you had a dick in your mouth. (gasps) Uh, You were more focused on on the giving rather than the receiving. Well, uh, yeah, I, maybe so. It just I like when I when I when it got into my mouth, my first thought wasn't like, "Oh, cool, I can make myself come." It was more just like, "Oh, I have a dick in my mouth." Okay, this is where we're at right now. <laughs> well, that's so impressive. That that's that's impressive. I, I I you know I know I feel like there are, there are some like famous people that like you know it's like known that they can do that or something like that. But I, I don't know who they are. You know, that's not my. I don't follow them that closely, but I feel like I've heard it at some point. It's like, oh, oh, that person. Oh yeah, hey, he 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 can he can auto fillet, fill, auto fillet. What what's 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 the infinity? Yeah, yeah, that's that that's a term I believe. Otters can do that ish, man. Wow, <laughs> otters. Well, who needs who needs to significant otter when you can do that yourself? Otters are freaking devious creatures. They're like, they're they they like rape more than like most animals out there. Super and, oily and sucking at each other's cock. Yeah, they're just like deviants, man. Those otters. People think otters are adorable. Fuck those otters. Well, you know, it, just 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 a quick aside. What you mentioned about being slick and stuff that reminds me. You know, it's just it, it's funny the way I feel like the, the perception of the office has been changing over the last years because it's become so it's become so memey. Um, but like, um, anyway, uh, I'm reminded of when Creed says, you know, like um, back in the '60s, I, I I had sex with with many women, often outdoors in the mud and the rain. It's possible that a man could have slipped in. There would be no way of knowing. Um, and you know, that kind of just reminds me a little bit of the Otters. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. shout out Creed, shout out Creed, and the band Creed. Um, one, one last breath is a guilty pleasure of mine, and I don't mind if anybody knows that. i respect that so much i respect that so much i that was like so much of my childhood was like my stepdad being super into like hold me closer i'm six feet from the edge and i'm thinking like i mean he was about it about it with that stuff uh you know and, and i will say like uh that uh, that that guitar player in the band, he's not too bad. He's not a terrible guitar player. That's a finicky little riff. If you if you don't if you're just trying to pick it up, you're like, oh, I can do that. And you're like, wait a second. Well, you know, I know these are these standard chords, but uh, <laughs> But you know, uh, just a quick quick thing about that, like you know, poor Eddie Better, poor Eddie Better, because Eddie, you know, that was his voice, that was his sound. And then you know, you got freaking <laughs> Collective Soul with, and then you have, um, you know, of course Creed and Nickelback. 
and you know, just keep all the other post-grunge bands that just ripped off Eddie Vedder's voice, which is his voice. If you hear him, if you hear him talk, that's how that's like that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's all. That's all he has. He's not yeah. doing a gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that he talk about a guy that like got an entire vibe jacked from him, and like everybody will mention like because like what i also love about those post-run bands is they love to name drop kurt cobain and like all the cool like bands from that era like that and shit but they'll never give like pearl jam the band that they actually sound like a head nod and it's just like come on man like you guys are influenced by this well, but um let's uh we let's uh yeah we still got a pretty good time okay let's move on to another question um have you or any of your other siblings ever seen a ghost well i don't have any siblings so that really narrows the, you know, the amount of people that um <laughs> i had to choose from here so um it's fair I, I, I personally haven't, but I can tell you one time, though, um, a story that David can definitely relate to. Um, you know, David and I became, uh, you know, good friends um, uh, when we went to college in Swanee. And um, uh, they, um, some of the dorms were, were haunted, apparently. And David and I became good friends when we lived in one of the haunted dorms. And yeah. uh, I was actually one of, I think, the first person to move into the dorm because I was there to help with, like, with uh, freshman orientation and stuff like that. And uh, I like deliberately like like stayed up that night and be like, all right, yeah, Sabbath, I, I want to see this. I yeah, want to see. This. Yeah. I've heard the stories. I've heard the stories, but nothing happened. Uh, I was it was kind of it was kind of a, kind of a letdown. I'm being honest. Um, and like the thing is, however, me and David have a friend. Shout out Quang. Shout out Quang. Quang lived apparently in the haunted room. And I, I'm not trying to make a lot lot of this or anything, but it, it, there, apparently there are like multiple suicides in the room. And that's part of why it's haunted, or, or I, that, at least that's how I will know it. Know it to be true, as whatever. Look, I really wish I had like a soundboard that could play guitar right when you like said that like super depressing. <laughs> <laughs> like that, I sorry, just random side note. I'm not no, trying to trivialize those people. That's, <laughs> that's on the list of things to add to the pod. That's that's on the list. So, uh, um, just like like right as soon as he says like suicide, it's just like. <laughs> oh yeah, <I> fell, baby. <laughs> well, you know the, the thing about about Quang in, in that room is he he claims he he was like you know I I left some uh I, I think it was he left some uh, like you know um some orange Fanta in the fridge and uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently I remember this I remember this now yeah apparently he left it in there and like he woke up the next and the next, like may, I hope it was in the middle of the night, but maybe in the next morning. Apparently, they were just like laid out and just like a. I don't know if it was a circle for the sake of embellishing the story. I want to say it was a pentagram, um, but you know, uh, it was probably just a circle. But um, you know, Jesus, oh David, my God. I, <laughs> I think he said semicircle. I was just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, pro probably because it was. I mean, it, it'd be hard to do a pentagram with only with only twelve cans and you know assuming that he may have drank a couple of them by then you know not, not much material to work with i like that that is a good answer to that question i like maybe you can do connect the dots it'll work a little bit better but <laughs> <laughs> i like i like i uh i uh, did the fanta part i really appreciate that's fun that's fun that's, a, uh, that's like a realistic ghost story it's not like i was possessed by the ghost of some like person from the 19th century it's just like it oh, that very, would just be horrifying. <laughs> I, I have to, can, I, can I quickly add just two things that I, yeah, I, I yeah. literally? Um, so, just a shout out to Quang and his fridge and and his sodas. He used to entice me and David to, to come by his place. I mean, he didn't have to. I mean, we were his buds. We'd do it anyway. But um, he would like entice us to come over by saying, you know, I've, I have a couple jarritos. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm keep, and I'm keeping them in the back of the fridge where it's the coldest for y'all. Yeah, like I can't, I can't say, I can't turn that down. Haritos are freaking amazing. They should be a sponsor for Junkhead. I I agree. What are, what are Haritos? I'm not familiar. Lay it on them, David. You got this. They are a natural fruit based Mexican soda. They come in these cool glass bottles, and they have like, uh, not your typical cola flavors. They have like tangerine, Tamar um, grapefruit, lime. What, what was your favorite, Jordan? Uh, I I know it was. It was something that like it didn't taste like what it was saying it was, which is yeah, why yeah. I liked it. 
And the thing is, I, I just meant, you know, uh, they had tamarind flavor and it was like, it was not, it wasn't Coca-Cola brown. It, it was like coconut brown. Yeah. Um, it was like an odd, it was like an odd, a color you're not used to seeing for a soft drink. And like, I just couldn't get myself to try it for some reason. It's just like, like, why does it look more natural? But I, for some reason, I want the ones that are like. You talking about this? Yeah. It's, it's well. the one right in the middle. So the lighting is really good here, but like in the, in the dark, poorly lit Tiger Bay pub of Swanee, um, it doesn't come across that orange. But like, you know, it's interesting. Like it's a more natural color because that's like, I mean, that's Tamron's color pretty much. But like, yeah. um, well, no, I, now that I look at it, now that I look at it, these are actually, I guess the colors that the fruits are. I, I never really made the connection, I guess. But, Yo, uh, why they got to have the black one like out of the frame? What's, that, what's his flavor? That's a fair yeah, point. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> what <laughs> they the did hell? My man wrong. It's deliberately out of the frame. Like you can't <laughs> scroll to the left. And yeah. See what it is. Yeah. I wonder if you can even like look it up on the website. Hold on. I hope it's actually based in Mexico. It'd be funny if it's just like a bunch of white dudes. Haritos isn't even like a word. Hey, hey, you know, this is a great time for, for a, 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 a fader stink piece. <laughs> yeah, shout out for, Fader Magazine. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Fader Magazine. <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, all right, I, I like the answer of that. Let's oh, uh, let's. I, I just have my second thing. I I, I just want to get because you'll appreciate. You should. Go ahead. Appreciate this. Go so, ahead. Go ahead. Back um, I'm not back uh in, in in our college days. Me and Quang, when we were really missing David a few times because David was uh was was wasn't at college for uh the semester. Um, he, we uh would fa- we I guess we would Facetime him, and uh we would always kind of joke around because there is this uh pink doll like dollhouse like like a barbie house dream house in the background and we're like like are you in your room david where are you and then that dream house is still it's right back there i saw it and i was like it's it's still in the background of of like this is like four years later like a little like pink thing like over there that's a that's a barbie dream house of like 2007 era yeah oh i see it yeah it's in the. I love that it's in the background of your, of your webcam feed. Like four or five years. Like when would that have been? Yo, actually, let me do a quick riff here. Um, yeah, uh, David, I love your background because it like <laughs> looks like a cross between like like looks like a second floor area. I could be wrong from that. You, you are correct, sir. But it also like I see what looks to be like lights, and it almost looks like a like a a show curtain rod or something like that. So it almost looks like a disassembled like TV show set studio. It's a studio. That's yeah. Right. yeah. This is a, uh, it doubles as a fo- photography uh, studio by night podcast recording by midday. I hey. love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, I happened to notice that I was like, this is so the room where much. I write my bars. This is the room of creativity. Wait. So what, well, David, I know you've always kind of gravitated to like you know kind of nooks like this, you know. Like I, I feel like this is definitely kind of your 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 style. I remember like in your dorm, you, you had your, you had your corner where you had your records, and you know you had your yeah. record player and everything. So but, I love uh, nooks. So like when, how? Okay, so when was when would that have been when me and Quang were Facetiming you? And how how? I mean, that's incredible. That's in the background here still. I'm just blown away. And sorry, I'll say going off on this, but I'll say four years. Four years is my. Yeah, I can say four. I don't want to say more than that because I'm like, man, I'm getting old. Uh, potentially five years, between four and five years ago. Jesus. I just have one other question. Did you put yeah. it there intentionally, like as like a as homage to you know, you know, just like hey? Nah, man. Uh, honestly, like Barbie dream houses, they're so massive. It's like wherever you put them, it's gonna be a little bit of an eyesore. Like. <laughs> I'm always going to run to that Barbie <laughs> dream house. So let's just keep it back there next to the equipment. It, it would be, a, and it also, it, is that the right proportion for that, you know, the, the little woman down there in the previous question? You know, is, is that, is that the appropriate scale? Could she have Could she inhabit the, the Barbie dream house or is she too big? She'd also have to be detached from the rest of the person. I think it would be like a mega mansion okay. dream house. Like, okay. yeah. Almost a castle, if you will. Yeah. For that little woman. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That is a lot of house for just one lady. Yeah. 
hey man, she needs a, she needs a space after living in a bedazzle for most of her life. And you know, a quick like follow up on your <laughs> Kurt Cobain yes. earlier. You know, the thing the thing is, I remember hearing like Kurt Cobain like the house that he wound up uh, dying in, guitar riff. Um, he um, he, I see you, David. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, uh, he, he, um, the, that house, uh, he, like, apparently he only lived in like a, a big closet, like a walk-in closet That's where all the stuff was and like the rest of the house was either like, I guess like Courtney Love shit or just like empty. And he just like inhabited in the master bedroom, the walk-in closet and that was his space. And so like, apparently legend has it that like Courtney Love wrote songs like, um, uh, it's all, oh, what is it? It's, um. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Celebrity Skin? No. Um, it came off out of their 94 album, I believe. Uh, Live Through This. It's off the album Live Through This. I believe that's the name of the album. Uh, anyway, but uh, Doll Parts. That's what it is. Doll Parts. Uh, which make Barbie Dreamhouse? Yeah. Doll Parts? Hey. Hey. I, yes. Um, but anyway, so um, the, the Doll, um, apparently she like wrote the song. It was like, this is what the rumor is. She wrote the song hearing him play it in the closet. And so, you know, I don't, I'm not going to yeah. weigh in one way or the other on that, but that's just what, that's what, to, that's what people say. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's definitely uh, a valid. Cause I'm, I, uh, I was like a Nirvana super fan as a little kid. Like I remember in like the early two thousands, like uh, I was like, uh, uh like a uh moderator on like a uh nirvana like fan board and like hooked up with like i actually i know a guy who runs a site on the internet that has um video like it was basically compiled video recordings of every nirvana show from like their first show ever to like the last one ever and like you can go to like the first show that they ever played and then like read a transcript of like the entire night of what was said through the mic and shit like that. It's Whoa. wild. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. Um, yeah. No, Jordan's completely uh my bad, I'll cut that out. Stone's completely correct. Um uh, he he lived in that giant house and he was obsessed with this gigantic walk-in closet in the bedroom. And he would like hang out in there. There's actually, uh, it's not really talked about Nirvana, like mainstream Nirvana lore, but that's actually, uh, he got in trouble for domestic violence. Mm. And when the cops came, they found like an AR-15 and a revolver in there. So he, he always had guns. He always was kind of popping around in that vibe. Yeah. Um, Sm- but I mean, from Aberdeen, you know, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It was. It's. I grew up in a small town too. It's very normal to like go out to somebody's fucking cornfield and just kind of, you know, start shooting shit. Uh, I have my um, experience in small towns in West Tennessee, so you know, it's just. I, I, there, there are certain things that don't change from small town to small town. It seems sometimes, but you know, maybe hundred percent. I yeah he. Uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's one of my favorite things that was ever put out was his. Uh, montage of heck recordings uh yeah the little like album that came out with that film uh uh, one that was on hbo back in the day i mean that was like kind of really interesting to look into his kind of because a lot of those songs that were on that record were like shit that he was like recording on like a cheap recorder inside that closet because he would play guitar in there and shit Mm. um it's it's kind of kind of a wild situation but uh Let's let's break off of that and let's do a couple more questions for the end of this pod. I think we're getting close to the timer here. Oh, it's going so fast. I know. You are know. you are you are an excellent podcast host. So this has been a delight. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I, I I've been learning on the fly, so it's good to know that somebody uh appreciates uh my my efforts and skills i feel like the, i feel like the the red light girl with compliments as opposed to just the average red light girl good that's good but <laughs> it, it, you know dave david and i uh have talked about also like you know both of us we, we admire good interviewers we talked about yeah. the art of interviewing and stuff so i appreciate someone who knows how to pace someone who knows how to ask interesting questions thought-provoking questions and knows you know that so like Kudos to you, sir. 
I appreciate it. I think it'd be really awesome if I did have that guitar solo effect. I hit it that just like, da, 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 and I was like, all right, enough dumb questions. How you feel about rape? It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's why I'm the guest and you're the host because you know, I, <laughs> you can say those things and I can... Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I will occasionally pop off uh, from time to time on the pod. That is for sure. But let's, uh, let's do. Uh, there's a couple of questions I like. I have here that I definitely want to get into. The first one. This is this has been a hot button item here because the last person that I asked for this, um, I'll reveal their answer after you give that yours. Okay. Mm. Would you consider it cheating to have sex with a robot? Um, can I speak of like if my personal, like if I was in that position? Yeah, yeah, whatever you got to do. So let's see. When you say robot, I can think, are we talking cold, calculated, you know, <laughs> a lot of right angles? Uh, we we're not uh, not less like Bender from Futurama, more like sex robot from Rocky Four. Okay, so so pretty realistic. I haven't seen Rocky Four. Yeah, yeah, very realistic, like full like face and like has like the skin and the tits and the ass and stuff like that. It just like if you were to like press a button on the back, it would reveal like a switchboard. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so I'm gonna lean towards no. And the reason for no is because there are already, you know, you know, strokers and, you know, fleshlights and, and the like that are modeled after, you know, actual genitalia. And so, like, it's kind of like a ship of Theseus sort of thing. It's like when, at what point when you're expanding beyond just the entry point, does it become no longer just a sex toy? And, like, we're talking now about, like, an actual, you know, like, so that, I guess that's my thing. So I'm viewing it through the lens of it's an extension of the sex toy. It's just, you know, just maybe it's, it, maybe it's like logical conclusion, but then again, don't discount what's possible with sex toys. But um, so uh, I don't know. I guess that's, I guess that's my take. I, I would say no, just because um, yeah, no, just because I, I think it's, it's still detached um, that I don't, that robot is not, you know, well, I guess that leads to another question. Is that robot going to get up and like, you know, go lead like a, you know, you know, productive day elsewhere doing other things that the robot wants to do? Or is, you know, is it, is the robot there for that purpose? Because if the robot's there for that purpose and it's not like, you know, a, um, a, uh, I guess a, um, a sentient being, I guess that's, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, you know, I guess so the usage may, may weigh into it as well. I, I feel it. I, uh, See, the interesting thing, I asked this to Mark on the previous pod, and he said yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mark said that, and I actually agree with you. I, I, I actually really like the angle of, like, well, they make, like, you know, like, fleshlights that are in the shape of, like, actual women's vaginas. So what is, you know, the line? And I, I do see, like, you know, a, a sex robot is just, like, a, like, to be honest, like if we're going to get super real about it, all a sex robot is is like what somebody who bought like a blow up doll or a fleshlight, like if they could afford the sex robot, they would go that route. You know what I yeah, mean? For sure. Like, so it, it's more like a, a separate for me. It's like a separation of class thing. Yeah. And. I'm just like, you know, it's not a sentient being and people who do want fleshlights would want this. So I don't see it as, you know, uh, cheating. Mark, however, said that because you like would it, like he thinks that because it's like so human, the person would attach feelings to it and therefore it would be like some kind of like emotional cheating. And which I say, Mark, fuck you. I will. I'll come in my robot if I goddamn well want to. Don't get your robot. Don't, yeah, don't don't get in the way of things I want to come into. This is my America. <laughs> and and you, you know how Americans feel about you know having things come into America without. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you, you can read into that how, 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 as you'd like. So. <laughs> I like. I like. I, I feel like that wasn't. I feel like that didn't exactly hit all the points, but I think you got what I was trying to say. 
No, for sure. And God forbid we ever do become famous. There's going to be a really great sound clip of me being like, man, I should just be able to like, have sex with the- <laughs> well, Dude, the I is, The thing is, you could inspire like a national debate, like a la George Carlin and his, what, seven dirty words, you know, like that, that yeah. to court, you know, like, and, you know, make, make a big deal of it. You know, be, become a big star. Any publicity is good publicity. That's true. That uh, I fucking Stone is my uh, my Hollywood agent over here. Just like <laughs> no no press is bad press. You got to just put it out there. Put the sex tape out there. You gotta. You gotta. We'll make one hundred twenty five thousand this quarter. I swear. <laughs> yes. It doesn't matter if your mother can't look you in the eyes. It's about quarterly profits. <laughs> All right. Um, we're at six minutes and 48 seconds left. We'll do one last question here. Um, let's see. <laughs> if you had to have sex with one of the Muppets or Sesame Street characters, which one would it be? Well, the only, I, I, I only <laughs> have one choice. It's because I can't remember any of, like, I can't remember any of the Muppets. No, no, sorry. I can't remember any of the, I, yeah, I can't remember any of the Muppets. And Sesame Street, I know we have, let's see, we have Big Bird and we have Cookie Monster and we have the only one. Good Lord, that have, would be an aggressive Kermit. fuck, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I'm going because, because I am hetero, I'm just going to go with <laughs> the pig. What, what's her name again? <laughs> Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy, okay. yeah. Yo, she kind of Hell thick. yeah. Yeah, and she, you know, she's, 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 she's shapely. She's, she's kind of thick. Uh, you know. <laughs> she's kind of thick, though, for real. Yeah. Got the, that, those ham chops. I was about oh, to say the Dog, it, you just slapped that thigh and ride her wave in. You know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> man, you guys are, you guys are a couple of hams. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. If, you, if you gave if you gave us if we had like a timer for like I don't know five minutes off camera to come up with as many like you know play on words with like ham and all that kind of stuff for like and sexual you know that'd be oh um, there's a lot I you know what I'm kind of into the the bigger crowd so I would say snuffleupagus but the fact is is that motherfucker would probably just have an OD in the middle of like <laughs> like uh, well huh. I think I'm gonna pass out now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and Cookie Monster couldn't make it through a whole sesh because he'd have to have, a, have to have a cookie break, and you're like, oh, for God's sake, you know, just I don't know. Big Bird, Big Bird seems like the type of motherfucker that like you would be fucking and everything would be cool, and then like mid stroke, wherever that, wherever Big Bird's at, because I guess Big Bird is technically a dude or whatever, <laughs> or tall ass bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's got that big pecker. Yeah, yeah, for real, that huge pecker. <laughs> You're on a roll tonight, man. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, yeah, no, uh, Big Bird seems like he'd be fucking a chick and like. Ah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, he'd be like in the middle of it, and you would just like, you ever fuck somebody, and in the middle of it, the craziness comes out of them, and you can Please. see it in their eyes, and they're just like, horror music starts playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. It suddenly it's not like, oh hell yeah, I got I got laid tonight. This is pretty cool to like, oh this could be potentially bad in the future. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what I feel like Big Bird was like. I feel like you would be a woman getting dick down from Big Bird, and you would just he would just like <laughs> <laughs> like that, and you would just like ah! run out the room and just like <laughs> you know you know you've done something when you get the David uh, the the David scream. <laughs> Hilarious. Bro. Well, let's uh, let's close out this pod. We got a couple of minutes left on the uh, record here. Um, Stone, um, I uh, want to say thank you for coming on the pod. Also, shout out Wagoneer Music on Instagram. You can check them out, listen to some of their tunes. Are you guys on like SoundCloud, Spotify, anything like that? So it's a long story, but we're gonna be getting our first recordings out pretty soon. Um, we don't have it. We don't have anything any, anything high fidelity, but we're gonna be solving that soon. Just follow us on Instagram, and you'll be notified. Cool, cool. Um, do that, folks. Wagoneer Music on Instagram. You can check them out. 
Um, and check out that guy's uh, hand-built guitars. That's some beautiful stuff there, folks. Um, Sawyer Height. Yeah, yeah. Sawyer, Sawyer Height. Shout out to Sawyer Height. Uh, Provost, you got anything left, man? You got anything to say? Uh, no plugs other than, you know, just based on how fast this went. Um, and I've, I've done many interviews that go very slowly. So I think this is a good sign. Stone has to come back at some point on Junkhead. I'd love oh, to for that. sure. Junk, yeah. Stone, anytime you want. Yeah. Stone would actually also be great on the, if we can figure out how to do IG lives with multiple people. I think we did an IG live last night and the vibe is very like, it's a lot more loose and spontaneous. I think you would have a great time, Stone. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me let me propose this. Um, w- do the Instagram live, or we could uh, we could even do like an improv show, like me, Provost Stone Z, like all five of us on like one show, do some improv. That'd be fun as fuck. Yeah, that would be. Um, yeah, we'll get something like that set up. Folks, keep your eyes out. We're going to be having some good uh, shit coming here. Junkhead Pod, Smegma Syndicate. You motherfuckers be looking out for that shit. We're going to be dropping it. It's a great name. I, I appreciate that. Stone, uh, honestly, uh, you were an excellent guest. But uh, on that note, folks, we're heading up the dusty trail. Ah. Riding the... Riding my horse, I look down the pasture. I'm so thirsty, I don't think I can make it down the hill. And that's when I look down the corner and I see it. I think I see an oasis, a liquid. I put my hands down and I get a scoop of this magical nectar. Those goddamn Brooklyn hipsters have been here again. It's fucking LaCroix in the middle of the goddamn desert again. I, oh, I'm so goddamn mad. On that note, folks, Junkhead is out. But they all looked alike somehow. They all looked like junk.